From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, February 19th. I'm David Barron. Mohamed El-Baradai returned home to Egypt today. He's the former head of the UN's nuclear watchdog agency. Some Egyptians hope he'll be their next president. And later, a little-known chapter of World War II. Japanese immigrants were rounded up in Peru and sent to the U.S. Boarding the ship was another terrifying time. And the plank, they were lined with soldiers, U.S. soldiers who had guns pointing at us. And we thought we were going to get shot. First, the news. BBC News, I'm Mike Cooper. The world's number one golfer, Tiger Woods, has publicly apologised for what he called his irresponsible and selfish behaviour. Woods, whose image suffered considerable damage after a car accident outside his home led to revelations that he'd repeatedly cheated on his wife, said he'd stopped living by the core values that he'd been taught as a child. Andy Gallagher reports. In his first public statement, Tiger Woods addressed a small group of close friends and colleagues. But the tightly controlled press conference was seen across the world, as once again Woods profusely apologised for his behaviour. The world's number one golfer said, I was unfaithful, I had affairs and I cheated. This is the first time that Tiger Woods has spoken since his still unexplained car crash almost three months ago. Woods gave no indication as to when he would return to golf, but said that he was undergoing therapy. Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei says his country doesn't believe in nuclear weapons and isn't seeking to develop one. His statement comes a day after a report by the International Atomic Energy Agency. John Line reports. The latest denial from Iran follows one of the toughest reports yet seen from the UN nuclear watchdog. The body said that evidence from a number of sources raised concern that Iran might be involved in trying to develop a nuclear payload for a missile. That's the first time the UN watchdog has suggested that such work might still be going on. Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, described the comments as outdated and nonsensical. But there's been tough condemnation of Iran from a number of countries, including Russia, where the foreign minister said he was very alarmed. The African Union has suspended Niger from the organisation because of Thursday's military coup in the country. The AU said it had imposed sanctions on Niger and was demanding a return to constitutional rule. Meanwhile, the West African regional body ECOWAS is sending a delegation to Niger to talk to the military council. Earlier, leaders of the coup, which deposed the president of Niger, Mamadou Tanja, said they were lifting a curfew and reopening the country's borders. Several people have been killed in Ivory Coast during clashes between security forces and demonstrators. The protest in the town of Ganoua was staged against President Laurent Gbagbo, who last week dissolved the government and the Electoral Commission following a row over voter registration. John James sent this report from Abidjan. A demonstrator I spoke to by telephone said the police had fired into the crowd with real bullets. Other sources said the deaths had come afterwards when police searched for opposition protesters. Several people are also reported to be injured. Witnesses in Ganyua, the hometown of President Laurent Gbagbo, said several thousand people had been involved in the protest, which the police had struggled to control with tear gas. Since last Friday, when the president dissolved the government and the Independent Electoral Commission, there have been several protests in towns across the country. But this is the first time people have been killed. World News from the BBC. 
Argentina says it's seeking support from its neighbours to tighten shipping restrictions around the Falkland Islands in the South Atlantic, where British companies are about to begin prospecting for oil. A government spokesman said the plan was to extend existing restrictions on ships carrying oil exploration equipment to all ports in South America. He stressed Argentina wanted dialogue and not confrontation. Senior US and Cuban officials are meeting in Havana to hold talks on immigration issues. It's the latest sign of improved relations between these two former Cold War adversaries. But according to our correspondent in Havana, Michael Voss, hopes of any major breakthroughs are receding. The two sides used to hold regular, twice-yearly immigration talks, aimed at avoiding the mass exodus of Cubans heading for Miami on small boats. But the Bush administration froze all contacts with Cuba. Relations have eased under President Obama with the resumption of direct negotiations.